Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics? Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7... U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Here we go. Uh, Come on, Bobby. I love a Friday show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Let's start with this question from Eddie. Um, We've been talking a lot of medical stuff over the last couple of days, but the question is, how long can you eat something in your refrigerator? I think this is a theme that comes up with us sometimes. Eddie, what is it? A hamburger. What? And so (laughs) is a hamburger that I've had for like uh, five days. Oh, that's five days in the refrigerator. You're good. It's no, it's done. What? No. Five days. Okay, so. Where'd you get the hamburger? Whataburger. Okay. You buy it? You don't yep. eat it at all? No, I had I bought two, so I ate one when I came home, and then I saved the other one. And it's been in there for five days, and it's like, oh, man, I can't wait to eat that. Finally, <laughs> yesterday, I see it in there. I'm like, okay, it's been there five days. Like, what do I do? It's right there. Is it too late? So it wasn't in the freezer. No, refrigerator. Now, what did you do? Did you heat it back up? Oh, yeah, I put it on the skillet. So I took the meat out and then reheated on the skill a little bit, put the warmed up the buns in the microwave, then I ate it. Five days seems much. I feel like two for fast food max. You, Amy? Yeah, no, I fast food, yes, I try to do maybe three is my max probably, especially because with kids. But no way. After five days, I'm not eating a hamburger from, especially we recently had that story of the guy that lost his legs from eating noodles that he reheated oh, from true. leftovers and like, eh, not messing with that anymore. <laughs> okay, here that. we go. I'm about to connect something. Yesterday, Eddie shared that he had some stomach issues, passed out in the shower. It's never happened before. A doctor said he bared down too hard. I think there's a connection in an old five-day hamburger and Eddie passing out in the oh, shower. Oh my goodness. It Come was, on. It was the same. It was the five-day hamburger. Yes, it was. Wow, I think you just solved it. Wow. I did not put two and two together, Bones. Eddie's mouth is wide open right now. Amazing. Hey, it's why they pay me the big bucks. So, it, I didn't die, though. It was just... A five-day-old... Bad gas. Ha- bad hamburger. Wow. Yeah, I don't think you can eat that after five days. So, what's the max? Three days? I would say two. Wow. I, I would I say an already cooked, processed yeah. burger and bun, you got 48 hours. Okay, Damn. I I would give it a little bit more time, but I think food you cook at your house, you have leftovers. You got about four days for in some cases, but I don't think there's any any way that hamburger lasts five days. That was about three days too late. Did on it that taste one. good? Oh, it tasted great. Yeah, fantastic. Do you now subscribe to my theory that that's what made you pass out in the shower? <laughs> yes, I'm sold, dude. It had to have been. The timing's perfect. Wow. Okay. Well, I solved one thing today. Let's You're see a what, doctor. Let's see what else happens on this yeah. show today. Doctor Bones. 
All right, let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Good morning, Bobby Bones. Lately, my fiance and I have been in a bit of a rut with the same repetitive routine. We both work full-time and have a 10-year-old daughter. It seems like every day we come home from work, either order food or one of us makes dinner, we watch a show. But now we've run out of shows too. My husband ends up on his video games and I go to our bedroom and get ready for bed. We both have great jobs, so we have the means to expand our regular old boring day-to-day. We try to do date nights when we can, but is this all I have to look forward to? I've heard you talk about you and Caitlin make it a priority to spend quality time together every week. Are there some suggestions as ways to switch up the normal routine? Thanks, Jessica Green. I will say that I don't think my situation is the same as her because we've been married like seven months. I think 10, 11 years, that's a whole whole new monster that I don't really know. Um, like I know how to get out of a rut when it comes to work and creatively, but marriage-wise, Amy, I want to come to you. What is your advice to them as someone who's been married... I have no idea how long. Me? Yeah. <laughs> 15 years, 15 years. Okay. Okay. It's 15 going on 16 maybe. But so like first step is cu- communication on this. So make sure you go to your husband and express you feel as though you're in a rut. So that would be step one. And then suggest something like have an idea like, hey, Let's look at the calendar. And I know it sounds weird to bust out a calendar, but I don't know how, especially if it doesn't sound like you have kids, but for no, those. No, they have kids. She said oh, they, they do. Sorry. Yeah. 10-year-old daughter. So you've got kids. Other people might have more. So there's calendars are a big deal. So calendars like, are massive in our house because, well, I'm scheduled to the minute. So yeah. I think that's a great thing to do. Yes. Yeah, so it seems like lame because it's not very romantic to be like, okay, let's get out the calendar, but it's necessary. So just get past that. And then pick some dates and maybe you don't don't like dive in and commit to like once a week if that's not what y'all are used to. Maybe give yourself every other week to start with twice a month, one time of the month you're in charge of whatever y'all do that's different outside of the rut, different activity that you don't normally do. And then the other time he's in charge and then continue that pattern and then maybe it'll pick up. You just have to na- take the next right step in the direction you want to go. If not, you're going to be stuck where you are or even slide even worse into this rut and you definitely don't want that. And you're not going to fix it immediately. I think take the one right step is the right thing. Uh, you just have to make an effort to move the direction away from the rut because you're not going to fix the rut in a minute. So I think finding a day, and again, once a week's never going to work. You know, That's never going to last, especially with people that ha- actually have lives and kids. But once a month, if you go, hey, I will pick something this month, you pick something the next month, and you kind of put that on each other. And you have to be very... Uh, purposeful about why you're doing it with the other person. And if he's like, we're not in a rut, I'll say, okay, well, maybe not to you, but it's important to me that we we get out of this. So help me do this. And so, yeah, I think you have to say exactly how you feel and then make that first small step to do it. Now, again, creatively, I keep myself out of ruts by knowing a rut is coming. And also you should know that ruts just happen. It doesn't mean your relationship is crap. It doesn't mean that you guys are not gonna be together forever or you like each other less. If you do anything long enough, you're going to be in a rut. Heck, ruts are good because you're still lasting. It's still going. You're still together. You're still doing that job that you have a rut in. Yeah, and I would say it's a good sign that you feel the rut. Absolutely. Because if you don't notice the rut, then it's like, ooh, do I even want this? are actually good. (laughs) Now you have to get out of it, but ruts are good because you've been in it long enough and it's healthy enough for you to see that this isn't how it usually is. Uh, Eddie, I'll go to you. You've been married for how many years? 16 years. 16 years. You got four kids. What do you say? Yeah, I was going to tell her. I mean, I went through a lot of kind of mental notes as you guys were talking because I was with her immediately. Like, hey, this is just how it's going to be. Like, for the rest of your life, I'm in a rut now. I've been in a rut for about a year where we're like, at the end of the day, it's 930 and we're like, what do we do with our life? We got about 30 minutes of you and me alone time. We watch a show and we're both asleep five minutes later. But- like you guys said, the rut's good. You know, we are lasting. We're surviving. We're doing well. Uh, I think the coolest thing for us is that we get to be creative at the end of the day. We don't. It's not just about shows. Plus, I think she's lying about shows. You're never out of you're TV never out shows. of shows. Yeah, you never. Out of shows. <laughs> there are a lot of TV shows, but we like sitting outside, putting on some music, and just talking for a little bit. So you can just change things up. 
But I'm with you guys on the rut. I mean, dude, 16 years later, we're still in a rut and we don't yeah. know what to do. But if, yeah, you got to get, Eddie, if you've been in there for a year, let's go. Chop, chop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get outside. Hey, I'm working on it, guys. Yeah, maybe you listen to our advice over <laughs> I here. was learning a lot when you guys were talking. Ruts are very common. Don't penalize yourself because you're in a rut or think that you did something wrong. Congratulations, you're in a rut. Congratulations, you get to get out of that rut. Nice. And then congratulations, you'll be in another rut. So knowing that ruts happen, that also helps you, one, avoid, or two, climb out of them. And then being a mom, like other parents listening, I get in ruts with my kids. Like, so it's all, like you were talking about professionally or creatively. I get in ruts in this job. Yeah, so I have to know that, okay, this week I've got to be intentional with the kids about this because last week we were in a pattern of this and I don't want that to become our norm. So then I have to sit down, make a plan, and change things up. That's the greatest word. And it's a word that I try to um, live as frequently as I can, and that is intentional. Just being intentional. Letting people know what your plan is, what your goal is, and then doing it. Laying it out. Sometimes you don't get help unless you ask for it. People have no idea unless you tell them. Because expectations, yeah, if you don't share back to kids. Expectations are everything. In relationships, expectation can be. If you don't communicate those, then all expectations are are future resentments. So uh, we'll be charging you for this therapy session for the email. <laughs> we'll be invoicing you. And ba- we're not experts at all. I'm just regurgitating <laughs> stuff I've been working on. It's like Ben said. We've been through it. I feel pretty solid about <laughs> my portion of this advice. Uh, you're good. Work on it. Be intentional that you want to work on it. Work together. You will get out of the rut, I promise. And you'll get another one and it'll be fine. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. All right, it's time for one of my favorite segments from the whole week. Fun Fact Friday. These are the five most fun facts that Amy's found during the week and curated them in a list. Let's go. Number five. So Arizona iced tea. You familiar, right? Mm, I see it sometimes at the store. Well, it's cost 99 cents since 1992. According to an interview with the brand's co-owner, not advertising has allowed them to keep the price like frozen in time. And I'm like, are they still making money? Yes, like they're able to keep it. Like I'm like, how they don't they don't advertise, but we all know what Arizona iced tea is. So that's kind of amazing. They used to advertise a lot. Just maybe not anymore. Oh, yeah. You remember the cool bottles they had? Mm -mm. Well, I still remember. They look like Santa Fe or Southwestern. I guess it's not that expensive to make iced tea. Oh, never (laughs) mind. Sell it for a dollar. To ship out. Is this not fun? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's fun. fun. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, the fact like they've kept it. it at 99 cents. That's cool. Even after inflation. I know. And then look right here. They're kind of getting advertising. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They got yeah, us. Yeah, they got us. All right. Let's go to the next so. one. Number four. Police around the country make a surprisingly high number of trips to Chuck E. Cheese's because of fights between adults. Mm. In fact, in a lot of cities, there were more fights at Chuck E. Cheese than any other restaurant. And the theory is that people are more likely to fight there because their biological instinct to protect their kids kicks in. Weird. Is that why they fight at ball games? Well, I don't know. It, oh, like the oh, kids like basketball games? games? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Did you hear about that mom that like jumped in? And so the, her daughter got kicked out of the game for being aggressive or maybe hitting someone during the game. And then afterwards, the mom went on the court and punched the girl. Mm, apple don't fall far from the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, what's next? Number three. President Andrew Jackson had a pet parrot that had to be removed from his funeral service because he wouldn't stop cursing. <laughs> I got it from the president. Yeah. Hey, Apple don't far fall from the tree. Yeah. <laughs> number two. The song One Week by Bare Naked Ladies was the number one song on the Billboard charts in 1998 for exactly one week. <laughs> oh, that's pretty fun. Did they plan that? I don't think you can't really plan that. That's this really is cool. the only Bare Naked Lady song that hit number one. Okay. We don't have to hate on them. I love them. <laughs> it's your favorite band. Hey, will you pull that down for one second? Let me see here. Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. I got a drumstick, but my brain stops ticking. Watching X-Files with no lights on. I'm Dollar Mason. I hope the Smoky Man's in this one. Like Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic. Like Sting, I'm tantric. Like Snickers, guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Okay, I don't make films. But if it did, they have a samurai. Gonna get a set of clubs. You know the kind with tiny nubs to my arms and always flying off the backswing. I mean, I could go on. Wow. I don't even know if... That was impressive. That was I don't so even good. know if, the, if those verses are... I just know what comes. Those verses may have been intertangled. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> But uh, I do love that song. And I love the Bare Naked Ladies in general. I, I loved them as a kid. Loved them now. All right. What else? One more. Number one. 
In 2016, the Pentagon issued a memo ordering employees to stop playing Pokemon Go indoors to prevent players from being tracked and unintentionally mapping the building. That's funny. And also the fact they put Pokemon inside the the Pentagon. Like, Mm -hmm. could you go find them? They were in that Pentagon? Well, I don't know. I guess what, you never played Pokemon Go, did you? I didn't. Even I did for a second. Yeah, I don't know. And you go and you find them because you follow a map and they're hidden. So they've hid them in the Pentagon? I bet it was Putin. (laughs) (laughs) Had to have been. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb there. Fun Fact Friday. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Kane Brown shared a new song called Leave You Alone. And if you're ever worried, I got one foot out that door. I can promise you right now, baby, my love won't leave you alone. Cole Swindell dropped a collaboration with Hardy called Down to the Bar. Take my book hard down to the bar, down, down to the bar, yeah, down to the bar. Let me get to grieving, baby, I'll even throw your bag in the trunk. Thomas Rhett shared a collaboration with Russell Dickerson and Tyler Hubbard. The song is called Death Row. We talk hunting, we talk fishing like I do with boys back home. How Jesus is the ticket and narrow is the road. About how all we need is forgiveness for we see them streets of gold. Yeah, I learned a lot about living from them boys down on death row. Danielle Bradbury released a new project called In Between the Collection. Here's one of the new songs called Look at the Mess I'm in. And then Nobody left to blame. I've ruined everything. Look at the mess I'm in. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this woman was getting an early start on spring cleaning at her house in Virginia. Her name's Anna Prillman, and she found a latched panel in the ceiling of a closet at her house. She's like, whoa, have I not noticed this before? So she looks behind it, and what's in there? A box full of love letters from the 1950s. And she thought, wow, these could be really valuable to this family. So she posted them on Facebook. Hopefully not all of them, the dirty details. (laughs) No, no dirty details. Okay, all right. She's like, hey, found these treasures. So um, anyway, it started to spread. And the grandchild of the love letters was like, that's my grandparents. And so while they're not around, he's able to have them. And he's just thankful that Anna saw the value in something like this and a family getting them back. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool to get your grandparents anything once they're gone. Yeah. Like, especially something that they had, like, written themselves. Not just something they own, like a chair, but something they put their personal life into. That's a good story. Also, finding, like, latches in your house that you didn't know and you find... Weird. Yeah. That's just a weird thing, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, there was a story about a woman who, in her house, she, like, moved a uh, like a medicine cabinet or something. There was a door and there was a whole secret part of the house. That she never knew about. That she never knew about. <laughs> and, like, what was happening in there? Why did you build uh-huh. that? Like, what, what kind of shady business was happening there at one point? Good story, Amy. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, let's check some voicemails from last night. Back in September, I left it, you know, all the voicemails saying that I had an interview for my dream job to work for an IndyCar team. Be a semi-truck driver for them and a crew guy. And finally happened. Um, I moved to Indianapolis in about a week and a half. Yeah. In addition, I will also be able to go to Portugal for race and also Le Mans, France, for uh, 24 hours of Le Mans and possibly one other race. So, needless to say, I'm absolutely ecstatic. So, thank you. You're welcome. That's and cool. That's awesome. Since we helped to get that job, we'll be taking 8%. <laughs> just for the first year. Just for the first year. We want to be fair. That's awesome, man. See it, be it. That's awesome. Good for you. Uh, here is Rachel. My boyfriend and I are coming to the Strawberry Festival. We've been listening for years and are so excited. And I am from Ohio and I've been listening and saw you on Dancing with the Stars and am so excited and can't wait for next weekend to see you and celebrate my 26th at the Strawberry Festival. And I love the show and I love listening to it and telling everybody the morning corny and everything I hear from my friends on the radio. All right. Well, thank you, Eddie. And I'll be in uh, Plant City, Florida, right outside of Tampa, 
uh, next Saturday. If you want to come and watch us, we're going to do a little comedy set, a big music set. Abby's going to perform, Kane and Cox. So it's a whole deal. Uh, RagingIdiots.com or go to the Strawberry Festival site and get your tickets for next Saturday. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So someone put up a question online asking pilots or anyone that works in the airline industry, what are some things that you wish everyone knew about flying? And so pilots, flight attendants spoke out. First of all, there are no parachutes on commercial flights, so stop asking. Ever. <laughs> yeah. now, I thought maybe there'd be like maybe one or two for the pilots. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. But I guess the pilots got to go down with the plane. They're trying to save it every second. Also, um, they would like you to know they fly with broken things on the airplane all the time. I don't like that That's one bit. Good. Don't even share that. If they, you know it, don't say it. Listen, they actually have a list of things that are proved to be broken, <laughs> but you're still able to fly. Approved to be broken? Like, as long as you can <laughs> fly safely, like, this is allowed to be broken, and if it's on the column that's not allowed. You know what they should allow to be broken? Nothing! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, apparently, your taste buds are reduced by 30 to 60% on flights, so if you're packing a meal or, or you're taking on a meal, maybe get a little extra salt if you want to be able to taste it. And that's possibly why Bloody Marys are so popular on an airplane. Well, if you have some extra salt on a plane, you will be double puffy because the, yeah. it, it actually puffs you a little bit flying. Oh. Mm-hmm, swells and you a little bit. <laughs> a pilot said turbulence will break your nose or your neck before it knocks the plane out of the sky. So please buckle up when the light is on and take comfort in the fact that turbulence hasn't crashed a plane since the 70s. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. I hate it. I hate turbulence. I, my butt puckers every time we hit anything. All right, what else? Okay, so another thing that was online was people arguing about whether you should put your toaster away or not. The news even Where would you it. put your toaster? Well, some people keep it out on the, the counter. Fridge? No. <laughs> There's two types of people. Those that just keep it out on the counter or those that wait for it to cool, unplug it, and then put it away in a cabinet or a drawer. Are you embarrassed of your toaster? <laughs> Maybe I love my toaster so much. You have a cool like, one. Is that cool? And <laughs> no, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. want like clean counter tops. I guess space. if you're OCD about countertops, but what about your blender? What do you do with that? Yeah. No, some people put it away after what? every use. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's the debate. Wow. Okay. And so, yes, with Bobby, fancy toaster and a listener bought me one too. It's very beautiful. I keep it out. It tells me the time. <laughs> it's mm. like my clock. I love it. <laughs> so Tracy Lawrence opened up about a road rage incident that he saw where there was shots fired. Okay. And so it just made me want to share this story because if you ever think about having road rage, you never know if the person you're going to like cut off or flip off or do whatever off to. Or they, <laughs> do whatever they off. Might, <laughs> they might have a gun because he was. There's in, only one more off, guys. I'm glad you didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. Me too. He was in downtown Nashville. Like he was on Broadway and late for a meeting and he saw someone cut someone off and then witnessed the person back up, get out of the car and open fire. Whoa. He saw someone open Fire in the street? Wild. Yeah, it was just last year. Okay. So it happens. Was it Eddie? (laughs) No, come on, man. Vigilante over here. Okay, is that it? Yeah, I'm Amy. That's my vial. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. This 45-year-old dude was in Alaska out on the ice, you know, doing some stuff, and all of a sudden, the ice breaks off, and he's just stuck. And he starts floating out to sea. Here I go. And luckily, a state trooper drove by, saw him, was like, got to call the Coast Guard. Doesn't know when the Coast Guard's going to get there, so he did an inflatable raft. (laughs) Got in the raft, rode out there, and saved the man on the ice. Yeah, a raft on ice. Wow. Probably harder to move than a raft on the water because you can't really put the stick in. (laughs) The paddle. Yeah. You can't really paddle anywhere. You can't really... And then just grabbing the inflatable raft. I think I'd have probably tried to run it on foot and then I'd have fallen through. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's a great story. Risking his life for others. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here's a voicemail we got last night from Chris in New York. First time listener, as they say. So I'm up here in New York and uh, we lost our country radio, as you probably know. So I've been bouncing around trying to find a show. Anyway, I heard a song and I tried to Shazam it to find out what the song is. I never heard it, but Shazam didn't know what it was either. Uh, what was the song you guys played with the uh, the dad driving in the car, kid eating a Happy Meal in the back, slams on the brakes, tries and drink go everywhere, and the kid curses just like that? Uh, if you could let me know, I'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. Oh, Hope to talk to you soon. 
Because I've been watching you, that ain't yeah. that cool. Rodney Atkins. That's it. Watching you, Rodney Atkins. Here's the clip. I hit my brakes and mumbled under my breath. His fries went a-flying and his orange drink covered his lap. <laughs> well, in my four-year-old said a four-letter word. It started with S, and I was concerned. So I said, son, now where'd you learn to talk like that? Been watching you. Jam. That ain't that cool. Yeah, that is Rodney Atkins watching you. And thanks for listening, Chris. Yeah, New York City had a country station and they canceled it. Or I mean, it didn't say anything bad, but they canceled it like stop the station. <laughs> Not like cancel culture. Yeah. Um, and so they switched it over. And now we appreciate you finding us and, and listening. And we're happy to help anytime you need any lyrics. Or what I do, sometimes I'll hear lyrics and they're not all exactly right. You can almost Google what you kind of heard. Yeah. And most times it'll put you in the right direction. Not all the time, but most times it will. But we appreciate that call. All right, let's go over to Amy now and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. Why should you never brush your teeth with your left hand? Oh. Why should you (laughs) never brush your teeth with your left hand? Because a toothbrush works better. <laughs> That's funny. I don't get it. Let me explain it to him. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. the morning corny. <laughs> the question is, why should you never brush your teeth with your left hand? Uh huh. So you're actually brushing it with your left hand, not toothbrush. Oh, got it. Get yeah. it. <laughs> got it. Okay. Yeah. The actual toothbrush. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to read you a story. It's, it's happened in the news. And I hope you agree with me that this is probably ridiculous and these kids should not be charged with battery. But you have the right to your opinion. So here we go. Uh, Officers with the Cape Coral Police Department of Florida were called out to an ice cream shop Saturday evening where two minors told officers that two boys came up to them and shot them with silly string. Officers called the boys' parents who decided to press charges for battery. Wait, what? From being shot with silly string. The spray thing? What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Officers found the two kids nearby and gave both boys a notice to appear in court for two counts of battery no word on what result the parents that are pressing the charges are hoping for. Uh, this is from NBC. This is also ridiculous. Yeah. This if, is this if, is what I hope. Mm. I hope that if it's what the story seems, yeah. where kids went up and shot with silly, they didn't like beat them up with a can. They didn't silly string can whip them. It sounds like they shot them with silly string. Now, if they held them down and shot them in the eye, and there's an issue with their sure, but we're just going by what the story says. If that's the case, you hope the judge goes, this is so dumb. Okay, clean up the ice cream shop and you're done. (laughs) Gives them some sort of penalty like that. So if they were being bullies, we don't like that and we hope the judge handles it. But battery seems not a bit extreme, very extreme. And then I wonder what the the goal of the parents who are pressing the charge, I wonder what that goal is. I know. Amy, your thoughts on the story? I mean, if it is what we know in the story, like you're saying, I totally agree. It seems a bit excessive and could something like that could change the trajectory of a child's future. Like having that. Yes. When it's really not a battery charge and it can it can even put in their head like, oh, I'm a bad person. I'm a when really. Yeah, we don't. Should they have maybe gone up to these kids and squirted them? Who knows? Whatever. But. That's a really tough, like, word consequence to put on that particular behavior. I don't think the judge is going to give them, you're now guilty of battery. I think the judge will go, well, this is stupid, but you okay, you can't go up and shoot kids in the face with silly string. Um, now you must, and then give them some dumb punishment that goes away after they do it. So that was the first story I wanted to share. We all agree that's pretty dumb. Yes. Okay. Uh, secondly, speaking of kids fighting, Amy's son has been training to fight. He's been taking jujitsu lessons. Yeah. So, so just the follow-up on that is that he has not missed a single lesson since he started. Oh, uh, once a week? No, he goes six days. They're open six days a week, and he's there <laughs> Monday through Saturday. So he goes every evening. He's now a black belt. He's now yeah. <laughs> he's moved up so fast. He does have it. He did get his first stripe. Wow. Which, so they add stripes to the belt, so he's still a beginner belt. It's white. (laughs) So, but he did get this little teeny tiny skinny black stripe added to his belt. So he's super proud of that. And then, of course, when we get in the car, he's like, so when do I get a black belt? 
And I had to explain that takes years and years of dedication. Like some for some people, it's 10 to 15 years if they ever even get it. So what does he do then in this class? Does he fight? Yeah, they do the jujitsu. And at the end, actually, I picked him up last night and the instructor, he lines them up at the end and they have to get presentable and then they bow to the parents and they bow to the to the coaches or whatever. And then um, the coach said, hey, and remember, before you go, where do you use your jujitsu? And they all On were like. On kids at school. No. <laughs> UFC. <laughs> no. They were like, here in jujitsu. Like, do no. you use it on kids or other people? On dogs, pets. I guess that's been a thing that's Whoa. maybe happened. What the? <laughs> and they're like. Sparky, come here. And they're like, no, we only use it here. And then they said, now there are times for self-defense where you might be able to use some of these moves, but there's other things you can do. And I love that he said this. Silly he's string. Like, <laughs> he's like, there's other things you can do before you result to physical violence. Like you can use your mind and your, like you can use your presence to control. And I love that they're teaching them that control of like, you don't have to to fight you can have a presence about you wow so six days that. a week though it must be close to the house it's vi- yeah okay. very to where i'm like yes you want to go okay yeah. hop in the car let's go if it's cross town it may be a once a week <laughs> no and then it's i mean it's 45 minutes so sometimes i'll take the dog and then i walk the dog at a nearby park and then just walk by back and watch for a little bit and then pick him up so do you feel like that's helped uh with any sort of like anxiety or Uh, like nervousness he would get about school grades or do you feel like it is? Yeah, I think it helps get a lot out. Like I am, it has been the, one of the best gifts for us learning about it and the fact that he's taken to it and wants to do it. I'm like, oh, this is such a blessing. Like how it all has worked out because we needed something like that. That's, and now what if he's like a professional? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, Well, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm proud of it. All right, we Googled easy trivia questions for kids. I asked them to you guys. We'll see who lasts the longest. Amy, you're first up. What bird lives in in Antarctica but cannot fly? A penguin. Correct. Lunchbox, which bird can learn to mimic human speech? A parrot. Yep. Eddie, a defending champion. Yeah, thank you. What television series cartoon dog says, ruh ro Oh, that's Scooby. Correct. Wow. Scooby-Doo, yeah. What on hard for me. Morgan, what is the only U.S. state that's an island? Hawaii. Hawaii is correct. <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> All right, so uh, they get a little harder as we go. Round two, Amy. The only person with points this season is you have two wins. It is unbelievable. Great job. Thank you. Now, if you miss it, you're out. What you don't want to hear is this sound right here. You've been boned. If you get boned, you're eliminated. Amy, you're up. What's the length of a presidential term in America? Well, four years. You say that weirdly. Well, because you can get reelected one other term. A term is four. Okay, correct. Lunchbox, how many seasons are there in a year? Summer, winter, four. (laughs) There you go. Eddie, what sea creature has eight legs? Oh, eight octo octopus. Yeah. Hey Morgan, how many sides does a pentagon have? Ooh, a pentagon. One, two, five. Five. Five is correct, yeah. Good job. Amy, what do you call an area that receives ten inches or less of rainfall each year? What? What do you call an area that receives 10 inches or less of rainfall each year? It has an official term, and you can be this if you get 10 inches or less rainfall a year. I guess that would make you a desert. Correct. Wow. Good one, Amy. Lunchbox, how how many many states did the United States start with? Hmm. Uh, well, there was the 13 colonies, but does that, that doesn't count as states, does it? I have no idea. Um, um, since there's only, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, so I'll just go 13. Correct. Oh. Good job. (laughs) Eddie, what are preserved bones of extinct animals called? Those fossils? What are preserved bones of extinct animals called? Yeah, those are fossils. Give me fossil. Correct. (laughs) Tough round. Yeah, these are all really hard. For round three, tough round. 
Hey, Morgan, who is the captain of the Lost Boys, a group of young boys in Neverland? Peter Pan. Correct. Ooh, I don't know. That you didn't know that I one? Mean, wow, I mean, okay. but I don't know that I would have gotten it. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Ah! Let's go to the next round. Everybody's <laughs> still in. Uh, Peter Pan. Amy. Yeah. Kryptonite weakens who? Kryptonite weakens... Batman. Ooh. What's up? Incorrect. You've been okay. booed. Oh, my goodness. Oh Who my is it? Amy. Hold on. Stop. Collaborate. Stop. Listen. I, did I, was I saying that with, like, my, that was my yeah, answer? Yeah, you can't start, yeah, you can't yell at Okay, because it's yeah. Superman. Yeah. I'm an well, idiot. Yeah. I can't, I, the, no, I can't believe I did that. Amy's been boned. She's eliminated. Yeah. Did you guys all know Superman? Yes. yes. Yeah, yes, I yeah, knew it, too. So why'd hey, you say Batman? I don't know. Lunchbox, what is a female deer known as? Oh, that would be a doe. Correct. Eddie, how Come many on. edges does a cube have? Edges, not sides. Edges. Is that different? I don't know. It is? Oh my gosh, this is hard. Good Hold luck. on. Hold yeah. on. Hold well, on. Because I would miss this one. One, I think. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Eight edges. That's incorrect. What? Oh, lunchbox, you can You've win. You've been booed. Well, Morgan can win. Wow, you're <laughs> yeah. discounting Morgan oh, yeah, so quickly. Yeah, Morgan. Sorry. You could too. What? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Eddie lost. That's all that matters. Yeah. A Woo! cube has okay. 12 edges. 12 edges? One, Eddie, two, I don't three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah, all edges. Like, like, yeah, edges where it where it turns. I get it. Like corners? No, not corners. Sides? <laughs> so, I, no. The, I don't understand that. I don't even understand. I don't understand the where the either. angles are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the points. I guess I don't know bones. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, Eddie, I'm sorry. So I got it right. No, you missed oh, it. Okay. But I don't. I wouldn't. I'd have missed that one too. Uh, <laughs> Morgan, what country does K-pop come from? Korea. I need you to be more specific, please. Oh. South Korea. Correct. Stop. Lunchbox. This is amazing. Those two? <laughs> yes, <it's> them too. <laughs> it's like... Can you turn his mic off? He's eliminated. March, yeah, yeah. March Madness and a 14 seed and a 12 seed is playing for the championship. Uh, Lunchbox, what does a VHS stand for? VHS? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what a VHS is? Yeah, it's the tape player. It's the what we used to put in the... It's like a Yeah, you VH- know. Yeah. Um... Video home, video home system, video voice home system. Yeah, five seconds. Uh, video home system. That is correct. Whoa! Oh! Morgan, yours is pretty tough. Wow! This is not good. Wow! Yours is tough. What was Pixar's first movie in 1995? Pixar, not Disney, Pixar. Possibly Toy Story. Possibly, ooh, Snow White, Cinderella, Disney. I think it's Pixar, so I'm going Toy Story. That is correct. Let's go. That's a hard one. Okay. Lunchbox. Who is the current Prime Minister of Canada? Trudeau. Correct. What? Don't oh, pull at me. Don't pull at me. How did you know that? Don't pull at me. But really, how did you know that? Prime watches the news. Guys, have you not turned on the television? No. Yeah. There was like a trucker thing and Trudeau was like, I mean. Hey, Morgan, how many years make a millennium? Nah, man. Come on. Millennium. A decade is 10, a millennium. Ah. We have two people remaining in easy trivia. Lunchbox wow, wow, and wow. Morgan. A millennium. I must say, today's questions have been hard. They have been hard, yeah. There have been a couple. I mean, the Cube one was hard. Yeah. The Pixar one was really hard, I thought. The one that boned me was not hard. No. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Um, Morgan. <laughs> a, a millennium. I want 
A thousand. Correct. Yes! Oh, Woo! my goodness. A hundred is a century. Yeah, I was like, there's one in between there. Man. Lunchbox, Woo! let's give you a shot at Disney now. Love Disney. Who was the first Disney princess in 1937? Seriously? I was not, I mean, no one's been around since 1937. Right? Everybody that's born then was dead. is dead now. I don't know about that. I mean, no, I guess that could be. Golly, I don't know anything about Disney. Um, Snow White was not Cinderella, but she was in 1937. Um, the first Disney princess, 1937, was who? I have no idea. Cleopatra. Oh. What? Well, no, she was real. What? Yeah. I have no idea. Snow White was the answer. Okay, he's not boned yet. Oh Ray's face is like he cannot believe that answer came from Lunchbox. <laughs> also, Canada's prime minister is cute. You haven't seen Justin Trudeau before? <laughs> cute? Guess what? I mean, Amy's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's kind of been... <laughs> so they read yeah. no, Snow White? I said he's... I guess I, I didn't know no, that. No, that's original. I wouldn't have been able no, to point him original. out in a lineup. Morgan. <laughs> for the win. Color. For the win. Yeah. What country produces the most coffee? Country. I'm back in. Nope. I'm channeling her the answer. I mean, there's, me? there's, we go to sudden death if she if she, she misses. Go ahead, there's Morgan. There's two in my brain. Yeah, what are they? Brazil and Colombia, but I'm... I don't know the... <sighs> For the win, what country produces the most coffee? Five seconds on the clock. What is your answer? Colombia. Yes, it's Brazil. It's Brazil. I thought she had no chance, but then she goes, Brazil or Colombia? I was like, oh my God. Okay, so you get three speed round questions buzzing with your name. Let's go. Here we go. Number one, what's the hardest substance in your body? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. A bone. Incorrect. Or again. What? The hardest substance in your body is? Calcium. No, incorrect. Dang. Tooth enamel. Tooth enamel would have been the right answer. I don't know what that is. Oh, your teeth. Your teeth. Dumb I thought that was what she said. <laughs> Calcium. <laughs> it's a composite, like makes it up. Composite. Hey, are you guys making fun of us? Two, or are you guys in speed round. Which planet in our solar system is the hottest? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. The sun. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's not a planet. <laughs> yeah, do- he's, you have to give him credit for being really fast. How did they make it this far? But he's- <laughs> More. <laughs> I think George Mason's going to win the NCAA tournament by just showing up. Uh, Morgan. Mars? No. I don't know. What is it? You would think it would be Mercury, but it's not. It's actually Venus. Those are the first okay. two planets. You guys act like you knew that. Don't listen to them. They lost. I know. I know. They're they making fun of us, but they had no idea that answer either. Well, That's I know the great. sun's not a planet. Okay, okay. but did you know Venus? So no. what difference did it make? Okay, here we go, guys. <laughs> What is the most widely spoken language in Brazil? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Portuguese. Correct. Winner. Boom. Winner. Dang yeah. it. Wow. Where's that laugh? Where's that laugh? Good job. That's my Portuguese. Oh, do, do your thing here. And they stay there. And they stay there. I think this is good. Lunchbox can now teach us something in Portuguese like he was saying. You do know one phrase. Yeah. Yeah. That means, how? how are you doing today? Do no, you, it means. <laughs> do you know that because of soccer? Or no, what? Amy, that was not that's Portuguese. A, that's like a scream like you won. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. All right, so a puggle is a pug and a beagle mix. And so her name's Renee. Her family puggle, Teddy, and another dog, Mimi, vanished from their backyard back in 2019. The family posted about their missing pets on social media. They surfed. They drove around. They had friends drive around. But again, puggles are uh, expensive, hard to find, in demand. So they just figured somebody stole the puggle. Renee said she was uh, depressed about it until she got a call last week. By the way, we're in 2022 now, and that happened in 2019. She got a call last week from the Philadelphia Animal Hospital. Teddy had been brought in by a stranger who found... The dog shivering on their front porch. There was a microchip, and now Teddy is back home after over two years. The puggle that was stolen wow. is back. What? So if you stole the dog, what'd they do? Sell it to somebody and the person couldn't raise? 
It's just because that puckle didn't run off and do homeward bound. Yeah, I don't know. Not for three years. Yeah. Or maybe the puggle, this is what I like to think, was sold to someone who didn't know it was a stolen dog. They gave it a great home. It accidentally got out of the fence right next door to an animal shelter. <laughs> was freezing because the animal shelter wasn't quite open yet. And they were like, chipped it and it goes home. That could be what happened. Well, that's a very nice scenario. But yeah. imagine after two and a half years, you get your dog back. Wow. That would be amazing. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> All right, a couple minutes late on Friday because of the dance party, but let's do the big stories. Bobby's Big Stories. All right, let's start with some light stuff here. Uh, Eduardo Martinez dropped his wallet in Times Square in New York. He was rushing to work. While he was looking for it, two cops said, hey, somebody found it and turned it in. Uh, He had $4,000 in cash in there, and all the cash was in it when they returned it. Wow, Wow. that's great news. Martinez said the stranger's kind act reminds him there are still good people. This is from NBC New York. So a couple of things happened. One, somebody found it and turned it in. And also, they found it and turned it in and left all the money in there. Because for sure, you look in the wallet to go, let's see what's in here. I'm curious. But also, you go, let's see whose it is. But And I found IDs. And usually, on, you can get on Facebook and find the person. Because everybody's pretty much on Facebook. Yeah. Or we've come on air before if we found a credit card, I think, and just like said their name and then mm. got it and back bought, to And them. bought us a couple things. <laughs> no, no. That $4,000 story makes up for the one I read about a man in North Carolina that had $4,000 stolen out of his Venmo. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And people are... It, was it one of those where someone gets your phone and acts like they're doing something else? Yeah, a man came up to him and was like, I have an emergency. I've got to make a call. So he let him borrow the phone to make a call. And then he's like, oh, it looks like I'm going to have to text my sister. Is that okay? And that gives him the excuse to look down and like type things instead of calling. And that's when he quickly went into the Venmo and transferred like $4,000 to his account. Guys, watch them while they're doing that stuff. Well, that, any like random guy let get on my phone and text now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch them. Yeah, you do. Uh, a man wins $250,000 on a scratch-off, and he celebrates. His name is Joseph Hellard. This is from WKYT.com. He's a big winner on a Kentucky lottery scratch-off ticket February 26th. He said the moment was life-changing. He was going to buy a new home, a vehicle. Two days after claiming his prize, he was arrested on drug-related charges for meth and drug paraphernalia. What? He was pulled over March 2nd after the police noticed his vehicle registration had expired. And so they sent dogs over. And they found all kinds of stuff. Is this and the same guy that only bought the ticket because he found $10 in his pocket? Maybe I don't know if those two are the same. <laughs> because I swear. Okay, I read another story about this guy that he went, he was at a gas station, bought a lottery ticket, but then he found $10 in his pocket. So he decided to turn around and go buy another lottery ticket. And that's the one that won him $250,000. And he was from Kentucky. That story's better than this one. <laughs> yeah. He celebrates, makes the news, and then they bust him for meth. That's not like the same guy, though. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Okay. <laughs> Um, here's one, and we'll go a little creepier here. Uh, this is from the New York Post. A creepy stalker hid in a woman's attic, snuck out at night to film her sleeping, mm-hmm. and even made copies of her house keys. Whoa. Oh. Mauricio Damian Guerrero, 20, became obsessed with an OnlyFans model that he met online, and he started tracking her every move. He had an attic. He waited for her to fall asleep, and then when she slept, he crept downstairs and filmed her. The victim realized something was wrong when her mom started hearing strange sounds from the attic. He admitted he had been planning to install a tracking device on her car. Cops arrested him after they found him climbing out of the woman's attic and onto the roof. They discovered a string of clips on his phone that he had taken of her as she slept, sometimes without clothes, obviously, because that's how you sleep. That's creepy. He was charged with four felony counts of burglary. He was released from jail. He has to wear a tracking bracelet. Yes. Yeah, guess who's getting tracked now? Yeah. Which also... I'll show you, buddy. <laughs> which, like, I get it if you get caught for certain things, but why admit the things you were going to do? You know, why is he That's like, true. Like, oh, just save that information. He's like, I know you just busted me for all of these wild things, but get this. Hey, good I thing was, you got me now. <laughs> I, I was just about to start tracking her car. It's going to get a lot worse, officer. <laughs> They're like, we didn't ask you that. <laughs> no, no, but you should know. I mean... You know, this was only going to end bad, though. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. either... Uh, he was going to do something horrible because she discovered him. And said, "I don't want to be with you." Or I mean, this doesn't just get better. He doesn't live there and go. You know what? I, I, I'm good now. Yeah. All, my cup's full. Mm. Like, good thing they caught him because I don't see how this would have gotten any better at all. Only worse. Um, in Ukraine, a couple of men managed to capture a Russian tank. Reportedly, the tank was left behind when Russian forces abandoned their equipment and weapons. The men took the tank on a joyride. 
during which they can be heard celebrating, swearing, and laughing while driving the Russian tank for a spin. Wow. Take it for a spin. From the Daily Mail. Uh, there was Surreal. another story in Ukraine, and it's been updated since this morning. And So it looked like the Russians were launching missiles um, at the nuclear site there. And there was a fire, and that was a story. There's a, the nuclear power plant is on fire, and the president of Ukraine's like, guys, you got to stop. Like, what are you trying to do? Like have a, a, a nuclear disaster, you know? And so they put the fire out. They discovered the fire was only in one of these rooms. It turns out Chernobyl, if Chernobyl is one, this is as big as five, this power plant. What? So the story was that the Russians didn't get it. About an hour ago, I saw that now the Russians have it. And they, according to the news, two different news sources that I saw with a little TV here, they now have the people that are working there at gunpoint, and they have control of the nuclear plant. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't think that they're going to want a, a nuclear disaster because that probably kills a lot of people even outside of the area of and into Russia. But they now, as of the last thing that I saw, have control of that nuclear power plant. So that sucks. I never watched Chernob- Chernobyl. You oh, man, it's good. It's good. Really? Yeah. They did a really good job with it. Yeah, it's really good. It's really true. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's some things they can't accurately portray, meaning a conversation between two people behind closed doors. But from all of the Wikipediaing and the searching on facts that I like to do during all the shows like that, I never found anything people were arguing about going, oh, that's just not true at all. Wow. So, yeah, and that's an HBO HBO Max, oh, maybe gosh, Amazon. It's been a minute since I watched it, and sometimes things switch platforms. So My I don't space, know. I would maybe. just, I would just search it up. But it's like six HBO. episodes. What I, is or my so. HBO Max? HBO. So you should totally watch it because it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, I might do that. And, and, that really, and it was so close to being a much bigger, bigger disaster. It's just a wild story. Yeah, now with this going on, I feel like I should watch it and just kind of get a better idea. And you'll go, dang, I was alive. Yeah, during that, and I can't believe I did. Yeah. The, Wow. I, I didn't we know more about kids, it. But. Uh, all right, that's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. You know, it's crazy. Eddie's kids are out of school today because, and not because of a holiday or. <laughs> it's so strange. But because. The high school team, basketball team, or whatever, is at state. So yeah. they got the day off. Yeah. That's but what they do. Here, here's the catch, though if you don't go to the game, you still have to go to school. Also, everyone doesn't get the day off. Correct. So there, it's the option to have the day off, but you got to travel. I think it's like two hours away to go to the game. And if you don't want to go to the game, then you got to go to school. Oh, I bet if you go to school, though, it's a easy day. Like you watch yeah. movies, bunch or of subs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what'd your kids do? Oh, they're on their way to the basketball game. They are. Yeah. Who's taking? My them? wife is taking them. Wow. Because she works at the school too, and she's like, "Well, I mean, I guess I'd rather go to the basketball game than go to school." I mean, if you were given the option, wouldn't you want to go to the basketball game, even okay. though you don't like basketball? Unless, if I was invested, yes. Unless I knew it was going to be a super easy day, then you just go hang out. But two hours to drive there, two hours game, two hours to drive back, gas money. <laughs> but I'm glad they're even having school as an option because some parents might not be able to get their kids there or back, and then they right. but they still have them go to school. Because last semester, this happened at my kid's school for the football team. And there was no school no matter what. So some parents are like, oh, hello, excuse me, got to go to work. And yeah. now I have my kid home. <laughs> Here is the listener that said Eddie's a hypocrite parent. Oh, wonderful. Uh, this is from S. Hawbaker. I was listening to the podcast last week from a way earlier show. And I think I heard Eddie mention his son has a phone. Didn't he say his kids wouldn't have phones until they were 18? Can you please discuss? Oh, good point. Yeah, he got me. I mean, I'm not a hypocrite. Well, I told you forever your kid was not waiting till 18. Yes. And you're right. And you're right. And he wanted one. I think we, I mean, we've gotten the phone like, I want to say it was two years ago. But in reality, Bones, he doesn't love it. Like, the phone doesn't go with him everywhere he goes. That's not the topic here. The topic is you said he wasn't, <laughs> and now he has. But yeah. also, I think you said that he wouldn't have social either, but you do, he does have an Instagram, right? He has like an account where he does weird faces on there, but it's not like he does, he never goes to it. He doesn't like Eddie Instagram. Eddie keeps slightly pivoting away. It's like he doesn't even like his phone. We gave him and one. I'm like, I, he doesn't, he only kind of <laughs> uses his account. He has one. I just think I lucked out because I was, what I was really scared of is that he's going to have a phone. He's going to be texting people left and right. He's going to have it with him all the time and he's going to be on social media he doesn't want social media and he uh he just is rarely on the phone but that's not the question the question is do you know you said that and you went the opposite way correct and i will also say there's nothing wrong with that 
I think if we learn and then we make decisions based on what we've learned, hey, politicians, I'm talking to you, it's okay to change your mind and you shouldn't hold people accountable for changing their mind whenever they shouldn't be held accountable. They should be applauded if it's for a good reason. Yeah, and you changed your mind for a good reason. I did. And I think as we talk about like kids with phones here on the show, you guys always talk about, how, hey, it's okay. Like there's a middle ground with everything. Don't let them just do this all by themselves or whatever. So I've learned that there are ways to do something that I thought it was never going to happen until he was 18, but there's a way to do it. Another situation with Amy's daughter is she came to you and said, I want to do this to make money. And you said, no, you cannot do this to make money. What is this? Well, she was eating food. And as she's like putting in her mouth and making these like food chewing noises, she's like, mom, you know that I could make videos of me eating with the sound and I could make money. And I was like, okay, no, like, like that. What ASMR? Oh, she or wants what to do ASMR no. videos. Yes. Oh, I thought she just wanted to or, like, pay people watch her eat. Well, either. Yeah. She's down for whatever. Like she just thought this, it's ridiculous that she's not capitalizing on it because somehow she heard that that's a way to make money. And she has, well, she has a phone. She can make a video and she likes to eat. So she figures, well, why not? Will you let her put YouTube videos up if, regardless of, of her what it eating? Is? Of, of anything. Did she have free reign to make content? She could, yeah. She could make, well, not free reign, but she could make content and put it up if she wants. I don't think I'm going to lean into this, like, put videos up of yourself eating because that just gets creepy. creepy. If she was an adult, maybe, but you found there'd be like, Gross men. She's yeah, you're 14. baiting weird people with yeah, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's not going to happen. But, I mean, her little money-making ideas. I'm they, into it. I get come. it. I think it's, and you know this, it's all trauma-based. Yeah, I mean, she, she, I, I've often said because of her time, her early years in Haiti at the orphanage and just other life experiences she's had, like if you were to put her on Survivor, she would win. She'd build alliances. She knows how to do that. She would She would be very scrappy, make it happen, and then she would come out on top. I mean, I trauma, recognized trauma, where I was a an extreme hustler as a kid. I mean, I'm a hustler now, doing 93 things when I don't really have to anymore, but it's like so ingrained in my blood. Even when I was a kid and I was making money doing homework and doing, I was always looking to make money too because of what it was like for me as a kid. So I see that at times with her, and it's funny because she's trying to record herself eating. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to get her in trouble for anything at school, but like, let's oh, just boy. say, hypothetically sure say speaking, <laughs> that there has been money exchanged for some homework stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, and even with Eddie's adopted kids, when yeah. they were, Eddie and I would talk about things, and we'd be like, hey, my foster son's acting like this. And I'd be like, oh, well, here's why. I, this is the sit-. And so it's just a different perspective. But yeah. I, I do, I love it. I, she's, you know? Yeah, it's hard for us to like, as a parent, you're supposed to, we want to be like, ooh, you can, let's not do that at school. That's not going to be the right thing to do. But then honestly, we were just so excited that she was at a level of being able to do some homework that other kids wanted her help with it. So we were like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. She understands it just because especially coming in to America, she's only been here four years. She's behind on a lot of things. And now she's getting to a point where she can help other kids for a fee. I, for a fee, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were times where I was doing people's homework to not just buy school clothes because we didn't have any money, but it was to not have to stand in the free lunch line because that was so embarrassing. Yeah. Because what it was looking back, as Garth would say, looking back, <laughs> they would take all of us that couldn't afford lunch and put us in a separate line. Humiliating. It was normal. It sucked. It was humiliating, but the, we weren't like, oh... We're, we're just like, well, it sucks. You're poor. You have to stand in the poor line. And so there were times where I would just work. So I would spend that money on food I would get anyway for free. But I just didn't want to stand in what I felt was the poor people line that I had to stand in all the time anyway. But because I was able to do the homework, and I think I probably got smarter because of it. Because I was like, well, I got to get smarter at this stuff so I can do other people's homework. In the end, I think it was a gift in a weird way. You know, and all these things that I used to hate about coming from that situation, I think has given back to me not only skills that I had to develop, but an empathy and an understanding for people that are also going through similar things. So but when I had the lunch line, was, that was a tough place. The poor hey, lunch but line, good thing um, adults, like that's changed and schools don't handle it that way anymore mm-hmm. because adults learned and they changed their mind. And you know what else is great? On how to do things. We were a food stamp family for a long time and we had to have literal, a book full of colored food stamps. And yellow was one numeral numeric value, uh, red, blue, and you would go and we'd go to Food for Less or Piggly Wiggly or whatever and buy groceries and you'd peel them out. It's, hum- it's embarrassing, right? It's humiliating. You're giving food stamps. Now, 
same thing. They have recognized they can put it on a card. It and, looks better. And it just looks like a credit card when anyone's yeah. buying groceries. And it's pro- there are probably so many people not being humiliated like I was. And maybe my grandma wasn't humiliated. Maybe she was just like, thank God there's a program that's taking care of us. But as a kid standing in line at a grocery store using food stamps, you're just like, who's looking at me right now? Mm-hmm. And so the card, big progress in not making people feel like they're less than publicly. Right. And love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, okay. We did Amy's kid. We did Eddie's kid. Progress. We did yeah. me as a kid. Yeah. We're all yeah. kidded oh, out. Okay. Yeah, we're check, good. Check, check, check. Uh, you guys can hit us up. 877-77-BOBBY. That's our phone number. Uh, quick note. Dolly Parton on Monday. I repeat, Dolly. The real one. Is there a is fake there one? Well, one? they tried to book Molly Parton. Oh. <laughs> and we were up to, we knew what they were up to. Uh, so Dolly Parton, Monday morning on the Bobby Bone Show. All right, thank you guys. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Pennsylvania. A man was at a car wash and he got out of his vehicle to go throw something in the trash when someone jumped in his truck and was trying to drive away. And he's like, uh-uh-uh. So he jumps in the passenger seat, grabs the guy, starts beating him up and says, here's the phone, you can call 911 and I'll stop beating you up. He had to call 911 on himself. That's like one of those criminals who gets stuck in a chimney trying to break in. They have to call help. Uh, what do you need help from? I'm stuck in a chimney. How'd you get there? See, the story is... <laughs> what happened, what happened, happened was... All right, that's a good one, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Amy, what's your plan? Oh, we've got jujitsu. That sounds like every day. Oh, I know, yeah. but I mean, that's the big Saturday morning thing that we get to go do. But I don't know, I'm going to be carless. I have to drop my car off to get fixed, so I don't know. Maybe we can w- walk or ride our bikes. Is it one of those fancy places that gives you a loaner car? Oh. Because well, occasionally if it's a dealership and you bought it there, even if it's not fancy, they'll give you a loaner so you'll come back and buy another one with them. <laughs> yeah. That one... Get- Keep you posted because they'll drop it off after this. So, I don't know. I guess I was just picturing Ubering or something. Hitchhiking. You see Amy hitchhiking <laughs> down the highway. Yeah, what about you? Um, I'm going to go to Knoxville tomorrow if everything goes as planned and watch Arkansas and Tennessee play and I oh, will yeah. be the the lone red. Hmm. Don't that, get beat up. Well, that's a... And I have all the respect in the world for SEC teams and fans. That is a crazy place. It is almost as crazy as Bud Walton where Arkansas plays and that's high praise. So uh, it's going to be. We're, I was looking at the tracker, and you know, ESPN does a percentage of odds a team can win, and I believe Tennessee is eighty three percent favored to win. Yikes. So because they haven't lost at home at all this year, uh, so I'm going to go and uh, we're going to kick them right in the groin, and I'm going to walk <laughs> out of there and not get jumped. That's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. But if it doesn't go that way, that's fine too. <laughs> Uh, Eddie, what's up? Uh, my boys have a basketball tournament. This is the end of the season basketball tournament. So, I mean, they could play up to four or five games if they win the whole thing. And they are, like you said, Bones, the favorite to win. Oh, oh yeah? I mean, dude, oh, they're undefeated. So, I'm sure they're going to win the whole thing. I hope they do, at least. Lunchbox? You know, we got a big sale going on this weekend. There's a big garage sale that my wife wants to go to, so I'm going garage sailing. It sounds like he was selling us something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a commercial. <laughs> you know, we got a big sale going on here. Uh, he was having one. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys. Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Private mm. Bones. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. 
David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 